story lovers. This is Anne Starnes Kingsbury. Welcome to Flash Performances. Flash fiction is a form of storytelling that strives for the art of concision. It's usually under 1,000 words and leaves a flavor in your afterthoughts. Please relax and enjoy. by Anne Starnes Kingsbury. The fire billowed into a billion sparks of tiny visible yellow ignitions. The man with the leaf blower grinned as he made the flames dance, feeding oxygen to the conflagration. It was this that awakened her consciousness. The warmth, the light, the unwitting conjurer the perfect circumstances to summon a witch from the dead. At first, she hovered around the flames, unsure as to where to settle. Long after the couple had shut the door to their cozy home, she nested in the embers of the chimenea, too new to the quickening world. A brilliant hunter's moon rose to light the darkness. She hovered low over the ground, seeking definition. There was no possibility of access into the homely house. She floated away to find shelter in a floodlight affixed over the door of a store, a seasonal costume shop. At 9.45 a.m., the manager of Halloween Horcrux a temporary rental store for the month of October, unlocked the door and entered in, but not alone. The newly revived spirit of the witch rode his coattails. At first, the witch believed many former cohorts were assembled in the building. Slowly she perceived that the forms were uninhabited, mere shows of the beings they represented. Werewolves, vampires, Monsters once alive or reconstructed waited for vivification by the living. She spotted an aisle filled with dismembered pieces of witches, gnarled green hands, long black and grey wigs of hair, spangled capes, many with sought-after spider's webs, brooms awaiting enchantment, and cauldrons quiet and dim. She did not possess the strength to combine the necessary parts. It was then that she saw the exhibit. In the center of the room, a platform presented a collection of figures designed to inspire eager Halloween revelers. Below a glittering golden moon, among fantastic headstones in a forgotten graveyard, several figures poised for action. The witch glossed over the typical monsters, ignored heroic action figures and feminine attire in pink, and centered on the most important manifestation among them. She infused herself 
in this creation at once. A witch. Granted, it was too much a stereotype, but the comfort was immediate. She tried out her limbs. In moments, she was astride a broom, soaring about the room. When the manager emerged from the recessed work area, he saw that the witch costume seemed to have been misplaced. He maneuvered a scarecrow into its spot until it could be restored. Meanwhile, Juniper Foreveray left the building. While she'd been away, she'd felt no sense of time, just longing for the senses, the scent of living things rising up above the canopy of trees, how the cold would make her clothing crackle as she moved, the groan of existing, flavors in the atmosphere of the inverted fishbowl of the earth, the challenge to survive when she stared into the sun. High up and unseen, Juniper willed her way to a place in the open where once a magnificent storm had lured her to feel the knife-like pelting of sharp rain. The dance in the sky had come to a crescendoed conclusion that night, the Spear of Lightning. made her disappear. On the ground, covered with long, prone, uncut grasses, Juniper alighted to search. She found she was not alone. Many lay below the soil. Around her stood a wild assemblage of hewn stone. For her first summoning, she demanded the location of her property a garnet ring alight with diamonds. It rose from its deep burial to her outstretched hand. Any other remnant of her once self, she left to remain with the others. She considered options. We live captivating episodes or nuance. Juniper gravitated to a northern Long Island seaport. The streets were filled with cavorting people extravagantly dressed. No one noticed her arrival. Black hair with streaks of glittering purple garnered looks of approval. Gossamer wisps of tattered black tulle floating around her found admiration. Her twiggy broom dragged on the ground, emitted sparks, smiles. She willed her mask to assume the ways of flesh and raised an eyebrow in response. Evening shadows lengthened under tall street lamps. Wandering among the disguised, she came upon a small establishment huddled between others selling wares. This one hosted a glowing cauldron on the paving stones near the door, with pale green mist rising from its inside. Juniper touched the emittance and was surprised that it was icy cold. Enthused, she entered. 
theatrical hangings were suspended from the ceiling. People clustered around small round tables and about a long wooden bar. The witch drew up a tall seat and willed a server to hand her a glass goblet brimming with silky, golden, spiced wine. A pair of eyes drew her attention. Pale, colorless, gray eyes. The man dressed in the garb of a sea captain, graying whiskers as well, nodded to Juniper from his seat in a corner of the room. He knew her, knew what she was. She lifted her glass. Later in the treetops, at the very end of that Hallowsian, Juniper and her new intimate melded together as the moon went out behind the clouds. Her garnet ring remained embedded in a white pine, 90 feet above the ground. Now, waiting for another awakening, in the cathedral pines, it's still there. Thank you for listening.